Welcome to the Get Over Divorce Podcast, where you will learn to get your power back, hold healthy boundaries, and become the confident, successful single woman you were meant to be. Divorce sucks, but the rest of your life doesn't have to. Let's create a life you love. I'm your host, relationship coach, Julie Danielson. Let's do this. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I have a special guest today. Her name is Meg Gluckman. She's a coach for moms after divorce. She has harnessed lessons from her own challenging divorce and parenting journey to help other moms create a kick-ass life they love. She is also the host of the Welcome to the Other Side podcast. Please welcome Meg Gluckman. So to kick this off, I really want to know about your three strategies for fearless co-parenting because I have not talked enough about co-parenting on the podcast. And I thought speaking with you would be a perfect time to really kind of kick this around. Awesome. Yeah. So the first strategy that I share with everyone is focus on what I want. So often my clients and the moms I work with are focused on watching out for what their ex is going to do, right? Mm -hmm. Being scared of what they might say, what they might do next. And they're not actually really focused on creating the life that they really want. And the analogy that I give folks is imagine that you're standing in a guard tower, right? And you are on watch for the enemy's next attack. You are constantly thinking about what they've done in the past and what they might do in the future, right? So you're like just peeking out from this like little window, watching, 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 waiting for what they're going to do. And you're probably not sleeping very well, right? You're probably stressing and you're just thinking about them instead of thinking about your life, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of being in this guard tower, waiting for whatever your ex is going to do next, or your co-parent's going to do next, I encourage them to think of themselves as like getting out on a path, like they're on their adventure, right? And they are walking, they are walking this path to create the life that they really want, the juicy, good life that they want, the, the relationship they want with their kids, the the career success that we want, the new relationships they want, the financial success that they want, right? And along the way, their co-parent <laughs> might throw up some obstacles, right? We think of it like, oh, there's some quicksand. Okay, we got to make it through the quicksand or there's a dragon. We got to deal with the dragon, right? These are things yeah. that like might come up from our co-parent, but, but like, they're, they don't define all- us. Yeah. And thinking about it all the time does not better prepare you. No. And it actually like, it just absorbs all of your energy. Mm -hmm. Right. And so then when you're spending time with your kids, Mm -hmm. you want to be focused on enjoying this time with your kids, but instead your brain, even if you're sitting on the floor playing Legos, right. Your brain is thinking about your ex and what's going to happen next. Yeah. I like to think of it as your neighbors and you're constantly looking over the fence (laughs) and you're worried about what your neighbor has going on on his side of the fence and that being your ex. Like, hey, yeah, there's going to be weeds back there, but like you can't 
tell your neighbor to go mow his lawn because the weeds are acting up on your side of the fence. It's like, no, you just got to treat it like, you know, the fence is what makes good neighbors and you need to think of your ex that way. Uh-huh. And, and that, what I mean by that is like the way that he's parenting the kids when he has them, as opposed to following your rules and making sure he's doing it your way. You have to lower your, and I love to say this, expectations. You have to lower them. (laughs) Yeah. Because he's not going to do things the way that you want him to. Yeah, completely. Completely. And so that's a really good way to lead into my second strategy for fearless co-parenting, which is expect their behavior. Okay. (laughs) What, What I like to talk to my moms about is like, you are an expert in, in the him. behavior, in their tendencies, right? Yes. You know what to expect. So here's another analogy I throw out. Imagine that I was a basketball player in high school, right? I love basketball. Okay. Imagine that you're guarding somebody that you've never guarded before. Totally new player. You have no idea what to expect from them on the court. Right. So you don't know if they can sink three-point shots or if they, you know, throw away the ball every time they get it. Like you don't know what kind of player this is. So you have to be on them all the time, right? right. You have to be guarding very closely and it's exhausting, yeah. right? Because you yeah. just don't know. And right. contrast that with a player that you know so well. Like mm-hmm. you have watched all the game tape. You have played them a million times. Yeah. You, you know that they can't sink a three-point shot to save their life. <laughs> And they only dribble with their right hand, right? They will never go left. They will never go left, right? Okay. You have your life in. You have them dialed in. Your life is so much easier. If they're standing out by the three-point arc, you're on vacation, right? (laughs) If their only choice is to go left and you know they will never dribble left, you're on vacation. This is so much easier. You end up conserving so much of your energy, right? And so sometimes we pretend like we don't know what our ex is going to do. Right. Right. We're like shocked. We're surprised. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like he said no to this request or he hasn't, you know, replied to my questions about the school concert or it's what, like whatever it is. Thought that the divorce would transform him into being a different person than he always was. Yeah. But no, it's actually more difficult to deal with them, right? Yeah. Like lower your expectations, don't raise them. Yeah. Yes. And <laughs> just don't be surprised. You can predict what he's going to do. A hundred percent. And and just be prepared for that. And what I would like to emphasize to folks is when I say expect their behavior, right? It doesn't mean that we're condoning their behavior. It doesn't mean we're saying, oh, it's okay that they do X, Y, and Z. Right. The reality is we just don't have control over them at all. Right. right? We don't have control over their behavior. We can't manage our reaction or our response to that behavior. Right. And way back in the marriage with that person, we probably didn't have that ability to really manage ourselves. And now that you're no longer married to him and we can work on how we self-regulate, we do have the power 
to hold our power and not yes. like spill it all over him and let him say like, see, I knew you would freak out. Yep. <laughs> Exactly. Okay. So this is so perfect. You know exactly where I'm going. So my third strategy for fearless co-parenting. So, so mm -hmm. far we have focus on what I want. Right. Ex the second is expect their behavior, right? right? Don't, don't be surprised. And then the third one is partner with your nervous system. Mm, right? I love it. Right. This is so key because they're going to trigger you. They're going to do things that trigger you because you have a long relation. I mean, some people have known this person for years. Most of us have known them for decades. They, they can get under our skin in ways that nobody else has the power to do it, right? It's amazing. And there's a certain level in our bodies, I think after repeatedly, you know, getting triggered by someone that mm -hmm. are, our nervous system just automatically goes there, right? So right. you might have an example of you get a text from them and they say something a certain way Pushing and it throws you off. Button yeah. That he knows how to push. <laughs> yeah. And it throws you off, right? Oh, yeah. And so what we need to be able to do is, okay, in that moment, notice okay, I'm having a really strong emotional reaction to this, mm -hmm. right? Put down the phone. Yeah, don't right? respond. Tell, tell the kids, mom needs to go to the bathroom. I need, you know, I need a little break. Yeah. Go in, take a breath, mm -hmm. right? start noticing what is physically going on in my body. Okay, what what is this physical sensation that I'm mm -hmm. experiencing? Okay, my yeah. heart is racing. My throat feels clenched, right? There feels like a weight on my chest or my stomach feels really hollow. Okay, just be with it. Yeah. Just be with it, right? Remind yourself, take care of yourself. Remind yourself that you are safe in this moment. I am safe, Absolutely. Right? Because our body right now is thinking that we're about to be attacked. Totally. Right? That's, that's the evolutionarily evolutionary stress response that we're having immediately and into survival mode yes immediately right mm -hmm. yeah and and when we can be there and be with ourselves noticing what the physical sensations are that are coming mm -hmm. up yeah reaffirming for ourselves that we are safe taking some breaths and allowing our body to come back mm -hmm. to a neutral state yeah right and recognizing I will respond to that text. I will deal with it. Right. But in this moment, I don't want to respond from this heightened stress response state. Right. I want to get myself way back to neutral, to yeah. feeling grounded again. It's okay that my body had this reaction. Right. Right. We're not going to wrong ourselves for having a reaction. Right. And I'm going to take my time to like get back here before I go respond. Right. Yeah. And I think, and I'm sure that you have a million different tools that you use with your clients too, mm -hmm. to help them regulate their nervous system, bring mm -hmm. them back to neutral or bring them back to a grounded state. Absolutely. Yeah. Makes such a huge difference, right? Because uh, number one, mm -hmm. we don't go and fuck things up worse. Right. right. I mean, how many of us have done that where we oh, get a text, react. it triggers us, we react and we send some, 
you know, BS shitty response right back to them. Right. Which then like builds everything. Yeah. Yeah. Or what so many of the moms that I talk to are worried about is they have this big response to something their ex does. And then they kind of take it out on their kids, right? Like they snap Mm -hmm. at their kids or, you know, the kids ask a question and they say, no, I can't, you know, I can't be with you. I can't talk to you. And they don't want that to happen anymore. Right. Mm. So the key is just like, let's, let's build this skill. Let's build this muscle around being able to downshift with those emotions, nervous system response and downshift it. One of the things I hear a lot is my ex knows how to trigger me and I lose control Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's all my fault because I can't control myself. Mm -hmm. And like, he's pushing your buttons and he knows exactly what he's doing. And what women need to learn how to do is how to break those buttons, how to not be reactive to his triggers, because the, the best response you can have for him is no response. And it will in turn, make him the crazy one, not you. And, you know, I've had women like tell me that their reaction would be so huge that he would record them and then even use that in court. Like I've, Mm -hmm. I've heard some horror stories about that. And honestly, I remember being that kind of person who was easily triggered back in the day and learning how to stop reacting and like breathe it out and just kind of like bring that Zen into your, into your body when normally you're freaking out reacting. That is like the first big lesson that you can learn. That's going to completely change your life after divorce. It is a superpower. It really like is. it is a superpower and it is crazy that we don't learn it in earlier sports. in our life. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. And the beautiful thing is like, it doesn't just work with our relationship with our ex. It works with our relationship with our kids. Right. And it works in every future. Oh yeah. Yeah. And any future romantic relationship that we want to get into, we come in, in such a different way. I mean, I used to, and my ex used to, it was a, it was a joint title. Um, (laughs) Describe me as the bull in the China shop. Right. Like, I would just fly off. Right. I would be so angry, so rageful, right? And I know you've done a lot of episodes talking about boundaries right. before, too, right. right? And for me, and when I was married, I was not good about knowing what my boundaries were mm-hmm. or what to do when they were violated. Like, I just did not have an awareness of that. Mm-hmm. And so I was often just responding. You and me, sister. I was. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like all the things I talk about now is like I'm like if only you know twenty year old Julie knew some of this stuff, like everything would have been different. But also, we all have to learn the hard way, right? That's right. And yeah. I I kind of feel like women in midlife going through divorce is kind of like this delicious time where they get to have this midlife awakening and Mm. we're bringing it Meg. We are awakening these women to better ways of thinking, better ways of feeling, better ways of relationshiping. Oh my God. It's such a beautiful thing. 
It's so juicy, right? It just is so juicy because here's the thing is, and I know you and I have both done different episodes on dating after divorce, which is like so fun. But what I find is that folks that are scared to jump back in the dating pool Mm -hmm. after their divorce, it's because they're afraid of how they might feel right? They're afraid of, you know, if somebody rejects them or if they do something, I don't know, they get matched with some weird person that they'll feel scared or nervous or shame or Mm -hmm. judged or all of these things. And when we build this skill set to be able to handle any emotion that comes up for us, yeah, then we can go into the dating thing and everything else in our life, like just like I said, it's a superpower, like totally empowered. We're not afraid of any emotion that might come up. Right. And And that's a skill in dating, like not being afraid of what this person might think of you or what somebody else might think of you for dating this person who's not like perfect and not trying to impress your friends with the men that you date. Like, here's a thought, just go out and date to find the man that you really connect with, like deliciously connect with. And then that's your man. And that energy that you have with each other, that is what people admire. Not that he's, you know, six, four and buff and has six pack abs, because let's face it, that's just not realistic. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of things missing if that's the package that you're looking for, right? I love it. So good. We could talk about dating all day long, probably, because it was such a fun time. Are you still dating? I am still dating. Yeah. 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 And um, I do have one of one of the offerings that I have on my website is called the ready to rumble dating after divorce quiz. And it's it's meant to help folks decide if they're ready to jump into dating or not. It is my favorite thing to do. I Along with that. helping folks create Bumble profiles, which I feel <laughs> like is, <laughs> might be oh a whole nother side I've hustle. With like clients. it's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. And I've done that with clients and like immediately the change in the quality of men that they're attracting. I, I will talk about this one night, nightmare profile that my client brought to me. It was a wall of text describing what she doesn't want. She was not getting good dates. Let's just say that. Yeah. Like it was no way. Very yeah. bad. So I'm like, you need to think about what you want to attract to you and speak to that. So lesson number one. <laughs> Completely, right? Completely. Yeah. So well, I think that that's that that like just circles way back to what we yeah. were talking about in the beginning, yeah. the the um strategies for fearless co-parenting, because yes, we want to focus on what we want not what we're trying to avoid, right? Not not what we're afraid other people are going to do. So it's a theme. I talk about, I talk a lot about um, wants, needs, and desires, like really focusing on getting your own wants, needs, and desires met and making that Mm -hmm. your priority. And, you know, I feel like when women go through divorce, that wasn't their focus before. It was everybody else. It was the kids. It was their career. It was all the things. And now they finally get to focus on their own wants, needs, and desires. And when you bring that into the 
into your next phase of life where you're dating, like that is so important that you come with that confidence of uh-huh. knowing what you want. Uh-huh. I see a lot of women out there that don't know what they want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for so many folks, we don't necessarily know until we start dating too. If it's been decades since you've dated, oh, yeah. right? You might not necessarily totally know what you want and that's okay, right? But right. you're you're getting out there and you're starting to date and you're figuring it out. And yeah. that's that's the fun part is like, okay, let's figure I it out. That you, you said that because I feel like some women are so afraid of dating that they're not willing to dip their toe in it. And I feel like, you know, you don't need to be ready, ready to Mm -hmm. dive into the deep end. Just be ready enough to dip your toe in and also like trust yourself to say no when something's not a fit. Um, But dip your toe in because dating is such a delicious way to, to really get to know yourself and also to like flex and master that and em- that empowered version of you the version mm-hmm. of you that says no and gets her wants needs and desires met regardless yeah. of this person right yeah yes and I think that's such a that's such a huge skill though to say no as yeah. well right and something that we yeah. can definitely help with <laughs> A hundred percent. Yeah. So if anybody was wondering, this is a big pitch for coaching. That's right. <laughs> Honestly, like, you know, Meg's a life coach for divorced moms. I'm a life coach for, for divorced women. And I love talking to you about this because it's not very often that I get to talk to a life coach that is doing very closely related to what mm-hmm. I'm doing, but just slightly different. And it's such a great conversation to be had. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. I love talking about all this. Meg, thank you for being here and being a guest on my show. If women are a divorced mom and they're looking for a one-on-one coach, where can they best find you? Wonderful. I love hanging out on Instagram so they can find me there at Meg Gluckman. And then if they go to my website, which is meggluckman.com, I have a free class, which is called Fearless Co-Parenting that they can grab. And that's like a great way to get started with all of this. I love it. Awesome. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Bye. If you like this podcast, then you will love my Get Over Divorce book. It is packed with the tools that I use to help my clients fast forward their divorce healing and reclaim a more fulfilled, independent new life. It's only $4.99 and it's an instant download. Plus, you get the audio version for free and two other amazing bonuses, all designed to help you redefine your post-divorce journey on your terms. Grab it now at getoverdivorce.com.